Hi, this is Matt Wells from Spiritual Media Blog, and today I'm here with Deirdre Haid and William Arntz, author of The Not-So-Little Book of Surprises. Will and Deirdre, thanks so much for being here with us today. Well, a pleasure. Um, so to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about the book, what's it about, and why did you write it? Well, um, I didn't write it, Deirdre did, and let me tell you how the book really uh, came about. Um, I am a, a filmmaker. I made the, the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? And um, so I think of things in those cinematic terms. Well, someone suggested a book of Deirdre's quotes, teachings that she's done in poems that she's been working on for years and years. And they thought that someone could take quotes and put them in a book, maybe with some pictures. And um, I thought about it for about a day, and I thought, you know, that's something I could do, and I would like to do it. So as a filmmaker, documentary filmmaker, you often go through – you're always going through transcripts and looking for little sound bites or things that really stand out. So I just did that. I started going through um, her quotes, and in about a day and a half, I had 60 pages of a book ready to go. Wow. Um, yeah, it was kind of wow on our end, too because they didn't really think it was going to happen that quickly. And I came up with the notion of the little book of surprises. And part of that was because I know with a surprise, a lot of things happen biochemically for someone. That your blood changes, your, your brain chemistry changes, neuroplasticity goes up, and you can suddenly learn new things. So it's like, oh, my God, a surprise is a doorway to transformation. And I'm reading her quotes and a lot of the things she says are surprising. Okay. And they're surprising in that, for me, there some of them are things that you've heard before, but you've never really heard it put that way. She's a very interesting way to language things that, that make you sort of stop and go, wow, I, hmm, I never thought of it that way. So um, I just called out these, uh, these quotes, and then we were going to get some source, some pictures to go with it. And she said, well, I have a, a, a friend and someone I've been working with for years, Andre Balog, who has all these photos. Um, why don't you see if he has any you could use? And I said, okay. So I go to Andre's website. He's got 3,000 photos. Wow. That's what I said. Wow. So it's like, oh, my God. They're, they're, and then Deirdre said, well, now let's make it more of an art book. I mean, it's just it's just his images and photos and my poems and teachings. So basically, there I was. I was like the chef that had everything, all the ingredients were just sitting on the table. And so I put them together, and three months later, we had our not-so-little book of surprises. That sounds like kind of an incredible journey, and one thing led to another. Yeah, yeah. Oh. At, the, at, at the speed it, of light. It's yeah. here, and I'll tell you, Will, here it is right here. Oh, <laughs> that... That's a great cover. I really like that. Um, so, so now I'm curious. What were some of the? You said you got these quotes and these poems. What were, what were some of the quotes and the poems about? And um, what stood out to you when you were reading them? Well, what stood out to me, um, I, I have a, a, a sense of humor. If you saw what the bleep, you know, there's parts that were funny, right? And I and I think the thing should be entertaining. And I think often a lot of spiritual type uh, 
works get kind of can get kind of heavy and ponderous and you think you have to be serious and talk like this and knit your brow and all that kind of stuff. And so something like one of the quotes was in the book, it goes that mystical world. That's the chrysalis. That's the place where you transform. It's the chrysalis of becoming undone. But when you go into the chrysalis of becoming undone, you better have your ducks in a row because otherwise it's going to be like splat on the windshield. <laughs> you know, I'd never really heard it put that way. Um, and I read it. I'm like, yes, that's absolutely right. If you don't have your ducks in a row and you suddenly go into these advanced mystical states, it's going to be splat on the windshield or maybe, you know, wandering Here's down the, the street. Here's the ducks. The oh, ducks that's – Great, because that was going to be my next question: is if we could see some of the pictures. But that's that's perfect. That is a that is a perfect picture, and that really, yeah, that's wonderful. So that was kind of you know I started when I would read that. I'm just like you know, again, I have a certain sense of humor, so um, certain irreverence. So um, when I saw that, I'm, I'm not only did I like it, but I said, well. That's absolutely true, and that's something you don't hear of that much. You know, people are always, you know, trying to get people to go into advanced states and everything like that. But you know, if suddenly you were to see the entire universe in all its immensity, your mind would blow up. So that's that's kind of why I picked some of the ones I picked. Yeah. So now that has me wondering about um, advanced states and surprises, uh, but maybe we'll just start off with the more simple question. I mean, the thing that caught my attention was the word surprise. So, I mean, I'm just curious, how can a surprise be an opportunity for growth or spiritual transformation? Well, for one thing, a real transformation always comes as a surprise. No matter how well we're prepared for it, no matter what we think it's going to be, when we really have that aha experience, it's a surprise. We're like, oh, I didn't know this is what it felt like. Um, I had no context to, to even know what it would feel like. So surprise is transformation. And um, Will is going to talk a little bit more about surprise. Um, it really was his concept once he read all my work. He said, wow, this is, this is surprising. This causes surprises. Um, but in my work, working as a healer and a mystical guide for thousands of people, around the world, what I've really, really learned is that we want that element of surprise because that's what wakes us up. That's what gets us engaged. Like if you throw out something and someone doesn't expect it, people wake up, they're alert. Sure. Um, and when that state happens, we learn, we learn the best. So part of what, um, the work I've created does is I do what I call radiance journey. And that's a deep journey into the frequencies of love, transcendence, um, expansion, one with all things. And people always at the end go, that was so surprising. I went to this crystal cave and they earth. I, how did I do that? Um, so surprise really is for me, a core element for all of us waking up and um, being excited about the journey uh, of who, discovering who we are. 
Sure. And um, you mentioned your friend who experienced that sort of spiritual surprise. Have, have either of you had many examples of surprises that you've experienced in your own life? Oh, I've had well, I don't know. You, you should tell some of yours because there's one quote in uh, it also in the book where she says, you know, someday it'll happen. Someday you will shut your eyes and the world inside is more real than the world outside. And that will really mess with your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll really mess with your head because those worlds are more real than this one. So, um, yeah, since uh, Deirdre said that because she's had that experience more than once, I'll turn the mic uh, over to her so she can describe that. Okay, great, great. I was looking, would you find the gates? I'll find, I'll find He's going to find the mystical gates. <laughs> they want you to see them. Andre did really an amazing um, job of making this picture. Uh, sure. And these gates are actual gates from Ireland that he took a photo of and then made it the mystical journey. So um, one of the surprises in my life was I was going through a very difficult divorce. Um, two small kids really kind of thrown, you know, thrown into the, to the world and, and having to make my way and uh, trying to navigate it all. So it was really a hard time. And I had heard that uh, if you read a Psalms from the Psalms um, a thousand times, that there was an old saying that you would become enlightened if you read a Psalm. So I opened uh, my um, Bible and uh, it fell on a Psalm, Psalms 91. And Psalm 71 is um, it, when you attach yourself to uh, to the most high, God, the most high, um, I will lift you above, um, you know, the, the difficulties, the, the scorches of the earth and carry on the opinions of angels. And, and I said, okay, I'm going through a hard time. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call to God to uh, lift me up out of what's going on. And I started saying this prayer, and I wrote it on a piece of paper. I put it in my purse. I read it all. I just said it over and over, a couple of sentences from it, because it's a long psalm. Yeah. And then um, after about um, a little over a month of doing this, round the clock, one night I went to bed. When I went to bed, a light appeared in my room above me like a, like a sun Wow! And it was so bright. I thought I must be having an epileptic seizure. I thought, okay, I'm having my brain. And you know, this is it. I'm out of here. Because uh, there's this light. But I didn't. I was there. And then I started shaking, like shaking and shaking. And this all this light started coming in me. And then I would shake so hard I started to ele levitate off the off the bed. And then and then I kind of went into this this transcendent state where I wasn't aware of my body, but I was aware that I was about two feet off my body and I was nothing but light. So this happened one night. I didn't, I didn't sleep sleep and I woke up and I went, Oh wow. That was, that was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I kept saying the Psalms and it happened the next night and then it happened the next night and then it happened the next night. After three weeks of not sleeping, and not sleeping, wide awake, my eyes just like this. I thought, 
I'm surely losing my mind. Surely my brain is probably going, you know, I'm going to die any day. Baked. Baked. So um, I go to a psychiatrist and I, I say, tell him what happens. And he goes, oh, okay, well, we're going to give you, um, he goes, you know, in talking to you, you don't seem psychotic. You don't seem to be, um, you, you seem normal. Yeah. You drove here, you're functioning, you can talk in complete sentences. So he said, um, I, you, for some reason you can't sleep, we're going to give you some sleeping pills. So they gave me all these sleeping pills, and I said, okay, I'm going to take the sleeping pills. So I took the sleeping pills, and I'm very sensitive to drugs, so usually drugs a little bit. Not, I took the sleeping pill, very strong, wide awake. I took another, wide, nothing, the light came, wide awake all night. So the sleeping pills didn't work after a week. So I threw the sleeping pills away and I said, okay, this, this isn't going to happen. And it kept happening. And then I said, well, maybe I should see someone who might know something about this. And I found a rabbi um, who is a very mystical rabbi uh, working with the Kabbalah. And uh, I went to him. I told him what was happening. I told him I'd been reading Psalms like a good girl, uh, 24 hours and and he said oh you're you are in the middle of a spiritual awakening and uh hashem has come to you because you called hashem you called right i said lift me into you who are most high well and that's what was happening so uh, he said i'm going to help you integrate this in your body so he started uh working with me and then uh, the light kept going, uh, went for 40 days. And then after the 40th day, the light came and I fully merged in it. And then I truly heard God's voice, so what I consider God, all it is. And God's voice said, okay, you're done. You're good to go. <laughs> um, congratulations. And, and my mind was completely blank. I had no thoughts. I, um, it was a very odd sensation and a big surprise. I felt really one with everything. I felt as though I didn't exist. It was like, who am I? Where, where am I? Um, but I had no thought. I mean, I, I was like, okay, I was watching myself. Like, what do I do now? Um, my kids were little, my kids ran in in the morning and, Mom, time to go to school. Um, I told them what was going on and I said, I'm sorry, but I don't know what to do. And my son said, well, the first thing you need to do is give us breakfast. That's what you usually do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a thing a son would say. So anyway, if I started to incorporate this light. And that was really my um, experience of, of at least a kind of enlightenment that – hasn't gone away. Um, I started doing my work after that, my healing work and it just, things just grew. Um, so that for me was an experience of surprise. Yeah. That's, um, one hell of a surprise. That's exactly what I, that's exactly right. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, what sort of impact did that have on your daily life after that experience, um, was over? Well, it had a very big impact. Uh, one thing was I felt this incredible, uh, like, overwhelming love for everything and everyone. 
um, I felt the sense of, of non-judgment. Um, I remember driving through Venice, and you know, Venice was a lot of drug addicts and a lot of homeless kids. And I just remember looking at them, and, and I was like, oh, we're the same. And I remember seeing them and saying, nothing's wrong with them. They're just living their karma. They're just, there's nothing wrong. It's all perfect. I, and I really looked in the world. I said, well, there's nothing wrong. It's, it's all as it is on our journey. It's all as it should be. We're just simply all on a journey. We're all souls. Um, so I had this deep, this deep sense of union of, of, of compassion, but not compassion like, oh, the, that poor person. Compassion of like, wow, we're all in this together. We're all the same. Um, but there's a joy in it. And if we could just see the joy in this uh, perceived struggle that we uh, exist in because of the way our mind is, wow, the joy could be exhilarating. I felt high. I just, I, I felt happy. I even have videos. I just happened to be um, working with this uh, videographer who was doing a study which is crazy. It happened right then. Yeah. And there's like before and after it's like two different people. Huh. Um, I had to integrate it. Uh, I, I kind of had to meditate. I had to meditate a lot and I had to, um, un like, okay, how am I going to live now? And, and that's when, uh, you know, God told me to start working with people, giving healing sessions, um, sharing the knowledge that I'd been given. Um, so that was a big adjustment because I, I kind of had to come out. My friends were like, Oh, we didn't know you did this. You know, they, they were like, well, who are you now? Sure. Um, so there was an education. Right. Um, no, I mean, what I, I'm hearing from you, this carrying this sense of peace and joy with you and with everyone, wherever you are going. Um, and I'm wondering, you mentioned finding joy in, in the struggle what advice would you give to people out there today who are struggling, but they want to experience that sense of joy or peace and they haven't found it yet? How can they find that joy in the struggle? That's an excellent question. Um, and that really is a question we're all always looking for. Um, I would say, let me think of a, of a good, I want to do an exercise um, that will really help with this. I'm just thinking which is the right. Um, okay, let's do this. Uh, this is a really simple exercise to help you find that, that joy. So I want you just to close your eyes just for a minute and just look inside and, and just look at the thought or the feeling of where you are struggling, where you might feel some tension, where you might feel some pain. And now locate it in your body. see where it is okay great and once you've located it I want you just to gently watch your breath just very gently just become attuned with your breath and now as you're watching this place where you're feeling this anxiety or this pain I want you just to say to yourself just repeat after me I am perfect just the way I am. I am perfect just the way I am. 
I don't have to change anything. I don't have to change anything. I am here now. I am here now. As a perfect embodiment as of a, the light. As a perfect embodiment of the light. And then you just will repeat that again. I am perfect. I am perfect. There is nothing wrong, nothing I need to change. There is nothing wrong, there is nothing I need to change. I am a perfect embodiment of the light. I am a perfect embodiment of the light. We'll just keep saying that over and over. And as we do, just imagine that there in your body where that tension is, there's a beautiful white light like a sun, a brilliant light. And this light is a living being. This light is, is the angelic presence of you. And this angelic presence of you is always in joy. Always in, in the joy of being alive. And when you look at this beautiful light within you, there's a warmth now flowing over your whole body. And this, this warmth is grace. Because you see, grace is always here, and grace is always saying, I'm here for you to know the joy, no matter what. It's all perfect. It's all okay. And as that deep sense of peace comes over you, imagine now that you're shifting the perception of your eyes. Nothing's changed, but the way you see it. Because you're nothing but pure light, which is pure love. And nothing can touch this. Nothing can harm it. You are an observer in the world, in the third dimension. Simply an observer. But you live in joy. You live in peace. That is who you really are. Let's take a nice deep sigh. And gently start to come back and wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. Great. That was, right. Thank you. That was, I mean, I feel feel a lot more relaxed now. I feel a lot more at peace. And um, yeah, th thank you for taking the time to, to go through that. That was very, very thoughtful and very effective. Beautiful, beautiful. So now, now take this moment. Now you're looking out of the same eyes, but you have different eyes. So you're, you're looking now at, at the world from joy, from who you really are. But it doesn't mean anything else has changed. Because it may or may not change. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's our, it's knowing who we really are and being connected to that so that your experience is truly the experience of joy. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good. Well, you're so welcome. Yeah. Now you've, you've completely relaxed me now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 so we can.
Yeah, we're done. Now, now you got to get, get back into interview. Well, we could actually interview you now. Um, <laughs> you just, you know, that would be a surprise. Yeah, that's fine. So, Matt, how was your, your morning so far? <laughs> well, I had this great surprise. I was not expecting to be, <laughs> to go through a guided, um, deep meditation, visualization, and uh, now I feel a lot more clarity, a lot more peace now. So, going going quite well good good see surprises you know the the unexpected that's the thing about the unexpected and for me personally i i can get you know you you can get bored and stuck in your habits and stuck in your your patterns and everything and that's one thing a surprise does um one thing i used to do when i was driving into work um, every day. Sometimes I'd be driving into work, and at one point, this was I was living in New England. I would just t- turn right instead of left, <laughs> and I wouldn't even know until I did it that I was going to do it. I would surprise myself, <laughs> and suddenly I'm taking a different way to get to work, and it would be like, oh, oh, I, and I would kind of wake up, and then you know I have to engage my mind like. Now I have never been on this road before. I hope I didn't do anything stupid. So I'm I'm like awake, but just those sometimes those little things we do to break our patterns to really give basically give ourselves a little surprise, and then you know experience something different. That's that's great practical advice and something that I can relate to because I. I very much like to plan my day out. I have like a, a morning and evening routine, but I totally hear what you're saying. To be able to sort of break some of those patterns and habits would definitely be kind of a helpful way to wake us up a little. Yeah, and I think that's one reason why people like traveling foreign countries, for instance. Yeah. Because when you're in foreign countries, suddenly every, everything's new. It's right. So <laughs> With that. I don't know what they're saying. I hope they're not talking about me. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so as far as the book goes, are a lot of the quotes, are they about these advanced um, states of consciousness or are they about changing your ha- your daily routines and habits or is it a, is it a mix of kind of the spiritual and the daily practices or maybe a little bit more about the book? Yes, absolutely. Well, it really opens this book up. Um, I'm just going to show you while we're talking the picture of the <laughs> mystical gates. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. And, um, so, so the book is really <laughs> a combination of, of of tips, practical tips of what to do with your spiritual experiences. Also, this book is a guided journey on for you to have a spiritual experience. Um, many people that have read the book have reported to us that they feel when they read a page or two, they go on a journey, they have an aha, they something changes inside of them. They feel different uh, afterwards. So you can uh, read the whole book because the book is like a movie. It's very cool that way. Um, uh, but also you can read one or two pages and just contemplate on it, meditate on it. Um, I give some step-by-step uh, practices to do. And then also, uh, you know, the poetry of life. Um, because the poetry is so close to how the angels and how 
the all that is speaks. I talk about spiritual energies that will really help you. One is the silent watcher. Now, we just started in our meditation to come in contact with the silent watcher. We felt that presence come over us. Um, and the silent watcher is an ascended uh, being of yourself that um, is the key to enlightenment. Because one needs to be in the silent watcher to be able to shift one's perception out of the struggle. So it's like, what? Even though if you're there is a struggle, it's like you're not quite, you're not really in it. You're passing through it. You're in the world, but not of the world. And that's the spiritual experience. And I want to encourage everybody to really embrace. Um, living your life in the spiritual experience it's really where the fun is it's where the joy is it's where the magic happens it's where synchronicity happens um it's not exactly promoted mainstream in the world um but if you find that group you find the community uh people that that can run in that river uh you're gonna have a great life this is a picture i want to show this is you this is you in your ascended state. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a great picture. Yeah, and this is the uh, the tree of life and the chakra, complete chakra system, as well as the Merkava. So this is the, the energy body of you, uh, of your true self. That's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I like about the book is uh, it's very trippy, you would say. <laughs> I grew up in the 60s, so that's that's languaging. So, yeah, it's very trippy in that some of the things you read them, you're like, wow, that is far out. Um, another thing, just to mention about the poetry, when I was first thinking about this, immediately in my mind, I thought about this poem that Deirdre wrote. Um, I don't know, two years ago, it's called In the Honey Jars. And it's this long lyrical poem that the first time she read it to me, I loved it and I wasn't sure what she was talking about, but I knew it was wonderful. So it, it's, it's something about it. So that really is the spine of the book. It's scattered throughout the book to give the book a certain continuity. So it's not just a quote here, a quote there, a picture here, a picture there. Like a like a film, you want to have an arc where it's like a beginning, middle, end, and that forms it. And part of the reason to put the poetry in a book like this is the poetry is really the, the closest in languaging to the mystical experience. Like, you know, when I'm giving you directions on how to get somewhere, it's, there's not much about the mystical experience. Turn left here, go down three blocks, you'll see a traffic light, make sure the traffic light is green, go through it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the mystical experience is it doesn't make necessary logical sense, like floating above your bed. It doesn't really make sense. So, And poetry often doesn't make sense. There's a combination of words such that it evokes a, a feeling or a sense of something that you can't quite explain. And so it, it sort of often will deal in the paradoxes of like the hot cold at the same time I was freezing and the warmth was burning me, you know, that kind of thing. The poetry really is a way, and instead of talking about the mystical experience, the poetry can sort of take you there 
And it's really in languaging the closest to it. So that's why the poetry uh, is such a big part of the book also. That's that's great. And that, I like how you explain that because when you talk about a spiritual experience or a mystical experience, for some people it, it might be experiencing that light. But for others, it sounds like what you're saying, it might be having the uh, an inner feeling or an inner experience when they're reading poetry or something. Is that accurate? Yep. That's, that's it. That's it. And sometimes it'll evoke a feeling that you can't even describe. You're like, oh, wow, that's something. If you were to say, well, describe it, you'd be like, uh, it's uh, pretty much indescribable. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what, you know, and, and often when you read people who have had these uh, amazing mystical experiences, when they come back, people, because um, I interviewed some people in my filmmaking days about this, and you say, well, can you describe it? And they, they do this. <laughs> because it's an effort you know it's something from it's, it's another reality altogether so um that's kind of why the the poetry i think is such a um as we talk in the book it's a doorway to another world yeah that makes sense that reminds me that was what william james used to say a mystical experience it's ineffable i think that was a word that you used you you can't really describe it, but you know it inside of you. That's exactly <laughs> right. So that's what we tried to do with uh, the not so little book of surprises is to help create a place for you to have a mystical experience. Right, right. And that's wonderful. And I like how you put that because it sounds like even just reading the words and the poetry that will give people possibly that ex that inner feeling Nice. That, that, that was our goal. Good. And so far, I feel like we're succeeding at it, just from the feedback we've got. That's, that's great. That's great. Um, well, I, I feel like we've covered a lot, but I don't want to leave anything out. Was, is there anything else about the book or about either of you that you feel like our listeners um, should know or might want to know? Well, just um, you can find us at bookofsurprises.com. So bookofsurprises.com. Okay. Um, we you can also order the book on Amazon. It's also in fine bookstores. Uh, it's it's a hard cover book printed on the best quality paper. Um, it's it's a it's a real book. It's a special book. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought it and showed the pictures because it seems like, I mean, now you just, you don't have books with pictures these days and it's really nice to be able to see that visual depiction of some of those very esoteric concepts that you're talking about. Yeah, people, some, one person described it as a children's book for adult and adults' books for children. <laughs> that's, so, that's And it's kind of true. And the other one thing I want to say on the very mundane level is you know, it's, it's a big book. It's like a coffee table book. Um, and we're, we're, sell, we're sort of doing a pre-launch sale price of this book. It's only eighteen ninety five, oh. which is what you pay for a paper yeah. these days. So, and part of the reason we did that is we wanted, um, you know, we wanted to get, the, you know, we're not going to make a fortune on this thing, but, you know, we wanted to be able to get it affordable and be able so people could 
could get it. And what what we found is people will say, oh, at that price, that's three trips to Starbucks. Um, why don't I just get it? And then they'll then during the Christmas time, a lot of people went back and said, well, I'm just going to order three more and give them away. So our, that was our goal of to make a really nice quality thing that, that people could afford. That's great. How, how long will that um, deal be in place for? Um, it looked like through the end of April. Okay. All right. That's good. So you got some, you got some time. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we're having our, the real launch of the book in April. So the price will go to a normal price. Um, but I just want to show you this picture because I think you're going to love this. And there we go. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Cool. So this is the eye of God. And this is an image for you to meditate on. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. So you can just put this up on your altar where you meditate and yeah. just gaze at it. And this, this picture alone will take you into higher states of consciousness. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because a lot of people are very vis visual, and so that visual image will help a lot of people. Okay, well, thank you. This has been really great, and thank you for doing your show and everything, uh, all the energy you're putting into opening up the spiritual life for people. Uh, so happy you're out there. And oh. speaking of light. <laughs> <laughs> from the Dimension 25. We have just been beamed in. Thank you, everyone, so much for G being here. <laughs> All right. That, that is wonderful. Thank you both so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was, it was wonderful, and thank you so much. <laughs> okay, you too. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. -bye. Bye.